everyone and welcome to the CMO Stories podcast, episode 7 of the second season. As you yay! yay! We are at the Web Summit and I'm together here with Simone. I'm so excited. Hi, Simone. How are Hi, you? so good. Thank you for having me. I know you have like a busy day with all these talks. You just came from stage. So let's keep the positive, energetic, energetic vibes. <laughs> it's done. So guys, Simone, Simone Barry, she co-founded People of Crypto Lab with the goal of bringing diverse and inclusive storytelling to Web3. Simone leverages her expertise in crypto fashion culture to usher Web2 brands and consumers into Web3. And through this through authentic integrations. Someone read my bio. Yeah, that's your bio. You know, that's, that's so good. No one ever uses it, so I love yeah, that. I love that. It's because well. now I don't have to introduce myself. Exactly, I, hate it. I like that. So you like Web Summit? Honestly, it's my first time. I have to say, I really do like it. I think it's a lot, so it's very large. I'm not used to that. The last time I was at a tech summit in Europe, I was at Viva Tech, so it's a little bit smaller, a little bit more. Um, it's also more brand focused where here it's founder focused so I really like that I really love the fact that there's inclusive content for web right. 3 which a lot of tech conferences are just starting to come around to so I love the fact that I was sharing the stage and there was actually dedicated thought towards having like web 3 founders and companies on just to talk about why we think it's important yeah and just two things. I came back actually from a small conference, crypto mm -hmm. business conference in San Diego, which was oh, only nice. a couple of, one, I think 140 people. And now this big conference. So yeah, it's two worlds difference. Mm -hmm. But uh, what I find is this nice community of people in Web3 and so on. You talked about, you know, diversity, inclusivity. Also for my podcast, if you have a look at my guests, it's from everywhere around the world, from everywhere all different kinds of people. So that is what I love. But tell us a bit, you mentioned it already a bit, about what is the mission of your business and why did you start that? What inspired you to do this? So the inspiration just came from the reality of going into tech conferences and going into Web3 conferences and just not seeing myself. Not seeing myself reflected in projects, teams. We would take meetings and I'd be like, really? Am I really the only one here right now? And that feeling of being the only one and like after what we've gone through in Web 2 and a global reckoning on race, sexual, all of it, how do we now move into a new space that's being developed and ensure that we're making a difference this time? We're at the foundation of Web 3. We can build it differently. We can make that choice. And I think that there's a huge opportunity to make that choice. Not that I'm washing my hands with Web2, but I think here we can build foundational differences. And that's what our company is about, creating storytelling. When we're looking at the gaming industry, the same stats that I use over here work for there, but they haven't changed. For us to be able to build a game that was focused on LGBTQAI pride, do you think any main game holder on the other side would have been like, oh, yeah, let's do it? Yeah. If they would have, they would have done it already. Right. In Web3, that was simple for us to do. Not simple, but we had the support of Sandbox and the support of a lot of people, but we didn't need permission. Right. We just needed creativity to say, this is what we need it to feel like. This is what we want it to do. And that permissionless for those that have been marginalized, for those that have been locked out, that's powerful. 
as a black woman, I want to be able to create IP that targets my community, that my community right. can monetize. When you're looking at the black culture's contribution to every other company's net worth, yet we have not been able to monetize on that same culture. Mm -hmm. That's what Web3 solves for right. on the blockchain. The idea that I can create something, you can purchase it, I'll still make money. Right. Like, yeah. boom, that creates natural democracy. So just the tech alone, the main problem is we need more people that look and feel like us, that understand the lived experience to start developing. When you're looking at capital, who's being funded? White males. When you look at how white males build teams, they hire their friends, more white males. So it continues to be insular. If we change that and disrupt it and start investing in diverse founders, investing in female women founders, now you're going to see a different growth. And I truly believe that Web3 is allowing us that opportunity. And that was really a long ramble, sorry. Ah, no, no worries. It's, it's good to listen and to hear, because you really have this vision and this mission and, it, yes. and, and you see the opportunities with Web3 because there are so many opportunities with it. Also, the fact that you own your, mm -hmm. your stuff, everything that you can do. So, how do you? I guess that it's not an easy path, of course. But how you? Uh, what, no. what, 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 how There's I, no easy solution to <laughs> diversity. If it was, then people would have solved it earlier than me, and this would not be a problem. Yeah, I think I saw that you also have an NFT collection. We do. So, with our first launch, we launched in June. <laughs> we haven't been around that long. So we launched a pride and we developed a non-binary avatar collection that had 34 different skin shades, all representing people of color. We did not. So when you're creating an NFT program, it's traits. Yeah. So it's all different pieces and yeah. the computer yeah. puts it together and you have the choice to exclude. So if you had a skirt, don't put that on anything that's more, let's say, male presenting. We decided, no, everything would be different. So it's gender bending, neutral. We did not want, we wanted it to be more reflective of society. And that's how we're dressing. This is who we are. We need to be more accepting and creating safe spaces for everyone. Our game, if you had the avatar, you could participate. If you did not have the avatar, you could participate. Our goal was in places where you could not celebrate pride. Yeah. How do we create an environment that's safe for you to come in and celebrate with us? And the game was basically the quest to move through the actions and end up in pride, to celebrate all together as a community. Our first sponsor, first brand that worked with us was NYX, which is a L'Oreal brand group. Mm -hmm. So they are part of Pride 365. It's part of their ethos. Being able to authentically collaborate with brands is really important. And they understood what we were doing. We understand what they're doing. So it was this co-collaboration of community. Our community is 70% men, but 30% are women and non-binary. I don't think there's any, and you can ask every NFT community that comes in, they're not going to be able to say that. Why can we say that? We developed something where people were seen, and that is powerful. So in all our projects, that's really what we're trying to create. We ethically monetize, so it's not about the floor price. Yeah, yeah. It's about allowing everyone in to have access to learn the wallet, to learn how to purchase an NFT, to right. participate in the game ecosystem. How do we create mass 
option when half the projects are not for the masses. Right. They're not built for all of us. They're built for them. So we're trying to just create projects that bring everyone in in a very authentic way. Yeah. But would you advise, to, because 70, 30 percent, it's already a lot, as you say, because most of the time it's... It's, it's like, 90, like five, yeah, 95, I know. five. Another an exception is, for instance, yeah, I, I am in a community with marketers on Discord and mm -hmm. I organize events in the metaverse, for instance, but those are marketers. So that's yep. already with an interest in that tree. So that's different. So it's already a, a good mixture. But what would, how would you advise, because it, oh, can we make the 30, like 40 or 50, how would you advise you know, those people to come into the web space? So I think making it more accessible, creating more education. I go back to capital because who's creating these companies and who are these companies talking to? So if you start at the opposite way and you've invested in diverse founders or women founders, they build their companies different. So they're one going to hire very diverse teams. The IP that you're building or the friction points that you're solving are going to be very different. So when you're looking at the foundational build, what problems are you solving? And just respectfully, if you're a white male, what problems do you have? They're going to be very different than a black woman, than right. a woman. We are going to see it differently. As a consumer who understands the scaling of brands, I come from a fashion background, I see Web 2 or Web 3 as a purely customer journey play. Like I see the way that we can empower creatives, we can give creative class, I see the way brands can monetize in a very new way. There's a whole concept of direct-to-wallet. If you don't come from that background, you're not going to look at right. it that same way. Right. And we're not going to scale without someone having that mindset. So that diversity becomes so important for marketing you don't have the CSM and all that data that you had before. Mm -hmm. Now what do you do? Yeah. So influence is not top down. It's bottom up. Right. Which comes from community. Right. Creativity. How are you playing? How are you learning without all these added benefits? So if you think about what social media did for marketing, people were like, I don't need that. What happened? Not good. Everyone was like, mm. ah! Now, Web3... I think that they're trying to use the same strategies and it does not work mm -hmm. because one, we're too early. Your demographic is not fully there. You need, we know it's going to happen. How do you participate early enough that you're creating your own community to pivot? How are you creating connection? Which is what it's about. If you don't know the consumer profile as you do over here, you just have a wallet Mm -hmm. with some stuff in it that you don't really have the details, you actually now need to connect to your audience. <gasps> what a weird feeling. You can't yeah. just push shit at them. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, you just can't mock it like, here's my new thing, <laughs> buy it. You have to participate with them, and that's vastly different, which is why teams, like, I like Web3, cool, you know the mechanics of it. I don't know how the internet works. You don't know, I don't, you no. may know. I don't need to know how it works. I don't need you to know how the blockchain works. I need you to understand what it's going to do for you. And that's what the internet does. Right. It's the same thing as, you know, going on a plane. You want to know what it does. It brings you from one yeah, country one to the other. I don't know how we stay up there. I know, understand a bit. And if you're, okay, like, it's, it's good, it's safe. So if mm -hmm. you know this about Web3, true, if you know that, okay, 
it's safe because that's also a hurdle somewhere. Security, yes. People think, is it safe to go there? Can I lose my money? There are a lot of scams out there. Who can I trust? That's one thing. And then the education, of course, that you need to understand what it is about. So are those like pillars that you are working on? Yes. So I like to think that when I like to reference back, because tech is very silly, so we move in similar ways. If you think about when e-commerce first started, how many scams were that? How many credit cards got Mm -hmm. stolen? How many things were taken? We are very early in. So the reality of how you're moving through it, we're talking early, early adopters. So your security becomes extremely important. I call it wallet hygiene. The same way you're not just clicking around and handing out your credit card to every person. You don't just go on a random website and put your credit card in. So you have like a PayPal that's kind of a wall. So at least you have like a block. These are the things that we're creating. So right now you need to recognize that you're not clicking links. You're watching your wallet. You're educated on how to protect your wallet. Right now my bag is over here. Do you think I'm leaving my purse outside there and walking away from it? It's the same thing with your wallet. You're not just going to leave it, click, move away. You have to pay attention to it. Yeah. To watch who you're using it with, watch where you're putting it, ensure that it's secure, make sure you understand how to secure it before you're putting anything in it. And then the education of the rest of the parts come in. But the idea of personal ownership and now being able to own your assets, take your assets anywhere, that's a fundamental mind shift that, I don't think we're quite ready yet. We're too used to working with institutions. It's not just the bank. We trust institutions. Do they take care of us, though? No. No, they have their own goals, of course. Yeah, Yeah, so we're saying, oh, we trust in banking. Well, no, you trust Mm -hmm. the institution of banking. So it's not that. So trust is... The bank right now has just not happened, but they can also go up. If you come from a country like mine, Jamaica, we don't have the same stabilization. You can go, your dollar's worth one. Next year, your dollar's worth none. Right. Yeah, that's just, just a system that enough people need to trust the system and agree on that, uh, upon that exactly. something works and, and is safe. And of course, you, you always have like scams and people try to hack. Always. And, and that is just like, you know, as you say, be careful if you don't put your wallet somewhere and then leave yeah, it. You don't leave it. You don't leave your wallet anywhere. But on the other side, the people also don't want to lose their wallet because <laughs> hear these stories too that they lose access to it. That's also that personal ownership. I think it's a huge piece that we're not used to because we're so used to everyone else owning yeah. everything. So ownership and personal responsibility is the two things that you really have to understand because we're too used to them having control. And now we need to take the control back. Yeah, we are, we are at the Web Summit, guys. And yeah. we still have two <laughs> minutes left, Simone. The time goes so fast. It really does. This was so good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I, I still have so lots of questions, but I really like your vision and your mission with your business. If people that are listening to this and they want to know more about Simone and everything that you're doing, what would be the best place to send them? Twitter or our Discord. So we are people of crypto on Twitter. Use zero instead of O. Yeah. Someone took it. Oh. And then join our Discord. Okay. That's awesome. the, and, I mean, we have a site, but honestly, Twitter and Discord is really where we communicate and try to communicate. We're going to start doing more IRL events to start bridging 
our next, next Metaverse event will start for Black History Month, so we're already starting programming oh, okay. for that. Then we'll also have Alpha 4 with Sandbox. So as I said earlier, we're only like six months old, <laughs> and we've already accomplished quite a bit. So if everyone, including our community, can have like patience, we're still building and developing. But we're really excited to see what the future brings. What you have done already in six months, so it's so amazing. People underestimate that what you can, they want to do fast, but six months, it's already a you know, long period. And see what you have done. My podcast started one year ago. At Web Summit. Oh, wow. And Congratulations. And like 50 episodes. And it's like, I was recognized by someone here at Web Summit. That's even. so good. Yeah. So that's, you see people, you know, don't give up. Just go for your dreams. Just go. Uh, you have to go for, as I said, I'm not a technical founder. This is not my comfort zone. I come from fashion. I wish I could show you my other shoes because it's so cute. But we had a mission and this is why I believe in Web3. If you have creativity and a vision, you will figure it out. The tech is not as complicated as everyone is making it seem. You can do this. That's a great message to end the podcast episode. Thank you so much. Thank Simon. you so much. So guys, it was a short but a really interesting conversation with Simone. So if you got value out of this or if you want to know more, be sure to find Simone on Twitter or join our Discord. If you like the podcast and you think that some friends of you might benefit from the podcast, just reach out to them and tell them about the podcast. And of course, I would like to see you back for the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you on web3.net. The link is also in the podcast description. And also be sure to check out our NFTs on cmo-stories.uncut.fm. And of course, if you like to be connected with me on social media, you can find me on Twitter or on Instagram or on LinkedIn. Just find me with my username, Yuri Belast. And of course, I hope to see you back for the next podcast episode. Take care.